Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. Are you thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Praise God. If you would stand with me. If you would turn in the word of the Lord to the book of Acts chapter 2. And we will begin reading with verse 1. Acts chapter 2. Beginning with verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you came with expectation tonight? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. I feel expectation in this room. You know, God can do anything. I saw somebody be healed today of a long-time knee issue. They were healed as God was filling them with the gift of the Holy Ghost. They felt their knee move and pain left their body. Hallelujah. This morning, I, I saw a Muslim man holding the Koran and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost at the exact same time. God can do anything. Praise God. Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. If you have it, say amen. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them and they were all, somebody say all, filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mm. You know, sometimes when God steps in, it feels like suddenly to us. But he's had a plan the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I just feel in my spirit, and this is not what I'm preaching tonight, but I just feel in my spirit that there's some people here tonight that you're going to experience some suddenly moments this week. And God's going to step in in a big way. And you're going to think, man, where did that come from? But God's been working on it behind the scenes the whole time. Praise God. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you. Lord, we're so thankful to be in your house with your people tonight. Lord, I pray an anointing upon me to preach your word to your people. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. So release the operation of the gift of faith. Give us vision tonight, God. Let expectation and belief arise in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, would you shout his name right now? Ah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Praise God. You may be seated. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. I have another passage of scripture that I want to read to you tonight, but I wanted to let you be seated first because it's a little bit longer. Somebody say thank you. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. We got to capitalize on moments when God is nearby. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. When God is near, that's a great time to change. Mm. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for the miracle of abundantly? He gives us life and life more abundantly, but he also abundantly pardons. Thank you, Jesus. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain, somebody say it's like the rain. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. Thank you, Jesus. But it shall, there's that word again, shall. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. That implies that when God releases a word, there's a purpose attached to that word. Hallelujah. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, and the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we had a great time last Sunday night here. Praise God. How many of you have begun to experience that resurgence in your life this week? How many of you feel that momentum coming back, that shift in the spirit moving in your direction? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk to you about something that uh, occurred this year in the natural. And it began about mid-December and it moved into the first few months of this year. I was preaching in California late last year and then again early in this year and something was happening there that was getting everybody's attention. They were experiencing record-breaking rainfall. Did anybody hear about this? Record-breaking rainfall. And it was happening to the extent 
that it was getting national attention. And they began to talk about it on national news stations. And they interviewed a meteorologist and they asked him this question. They said, what is causing all of this rain? And he said, this rain is being caused by a phenomenon, and I love this, and I think you're going to love it too, called atmospheric rivers. Mm. How many of you have heard that term before? Atmospheric rivers. Woo, praise God. He said, atmospheric rivers are, and I'm quoting him, long, narrow regions in the atmosphere like rivers in the sky. Atmospheric rivers are, and I'm quoting again, they are rare. However, they are increasing in frequency and intensity. Have you ever noticed how the enemy tries to twist up what God is doing and make it like it's a bad thing? Mm. They've been talking about climate change since I was in grade school. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. It felt tight in here just now. Y'all just need to loosen up. I remember being in grade school and they told me, don't use aerosol hairspray because it's ripping a hole in the ozone layer. And we're going to have global warming. Woo! That's all right. I'm just going to plow through. I'm used to it. I ain't scared. They started talking about this in the 80s. Mm. And then they changed from global warming. And you know what the new term is? Climate change. Mm. Honey, praise God. Oh, yes, there is a climate change. Mm. But it's not the change they're telling you about on the news. Mm. there's a climate that is changing in the spirit Mm. as the heavens prepare and shift and get into position for the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost that the world will ever see Mm. the spiritual climate is changing Mm. Joel 2.28 prophesies and Acts 2.17 declares, it shall, mm, it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Mm. So yes, the climate is changing, but it is the spiritual climate that is changing as heaven sets up for the greatest latter day revival that the church will ever experience. Mm. Hallelujah. A few weeks ago, 
on a Thursday night, we laid to rest a great modern-day prophet of the Lord in Maslin, Ohio. His name was Bishop Harold Strange. Mm, how many of you knew Brother Strange? Anybody? Bishop Harold Strange, just a few days before he passed, gave one last prophecy before he died. He looked at Pastor Nick and he said, the Lord has given me one last prophecy. He said, and it's a good one. <laughs> he looked at him with tears in his eyes. And he said, Pastor, the clouds are full of rain. Ah, I prophesied to you tonight in the name of Jesus that the clouds are moving in over your city and there's an atmospheric river that is beginning to form in the spiritual climate of your city and the clouds are full of rain. In March of 2020, I preached a message to a camera in our home church. The Lord quickened it to my mind as I was making these notes. It was a prophetic word that now three years later, the Lord is allowing me to see play out. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 and 7 Read this way. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Mm. So that neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Mm. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. As our entire globe came to a screeching halt and life was abruptly interrupted, the Lord immediately spoke to me and said, I want you to preach this. It's time to water. And on that day, I preached about the ministry of Apollos, a season of watering. I declared in that service that if we would be faithful to water, that God would give the increase. Mm. And I feel like I'm going to jump out of my skin. I've had the privilege to travel and preach in many churches in Ohio. And I know with great confidence that this district, mm, including this church, has sown abundantly. Mm, there is seed in the ground in this city. Second Corinthians 9 and 6 says this, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth 
bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Mm. Sometimes when you sow bountifully and it seems like you're reaping sparingly, the enemy comes in and he tries to guilt you. He tries to condemn you. He tries to convince you, Sister Shoshan, that your prayers have been for nothing, that your efforts have not yielded the fruit or the purpose that God attached to them when they were released. The enemy tries to say there's just something wrong with the structure. There's something wrong with the doctrine. There's something wrong with the method. There's a reason you have not yet reaped bountifully and we become down in our minds and down in our spirit. Let me tell you something. This church and this district has sowed bountifully. Mm. And for three years of a sparingly season, yeah. we have continued to water. Mm. Yeah. Now let me tell you what's getting ready to happen. A season of increase. Ah, he's getting ready to overtake the church in a measure that is greater, that is bigger, that is grander, that is more explosive than you have ever imagined before. Seven years ago, using the test, seven years ago, right? I'm working my way backwards. I told you what I preached three years ago. Now watch this. Seven years ago, using the text in Isaiah that I just read to you, a man by the name of Nathaniel Urshan preached a message in Little Rock, Arkansas called Sometimes It's Like the Snow. Anybody ever heard that message before? Ooh. The Lord prompted my spirit today to go back and listen to it again. Mm. And the essence of that message was this. That over the span of time, we have sowed abundantly in the kingdom. And sometimes it has felt that the seed we sowed was not producing what we were expecting. Can I get an amen? In his message, he eloquently explains that the seed is never wasted. Seed can be sown and lay on top of the ground for a long time. But through freezing and thawing and drought and rain and the changing of the seasons, that seed works its way down into the ground over time and there it stays perfectly preserved until the conditions for germination are right Ooh, ah. oh i don't know if you're ready for this mm -mm. Woo. on 
a few weeks ago on a Monday afternoon, I logged into a Zoom call with Brother Robinette. And ministers from all over the world, I think almost every continent was represented on that call, were tuning in. And a pastor from right here in Ohio shared a prophetic word for the kingdom of God that brought all of these things into focus and into clarity. The mountains and the hills of California are experiencing a phenomenon right now called Super Bloom. Can I get my title screen up there, please? Super Bloom. In this region of California, there are billions of seeds that have laid dormant there for years. They could not germinate because of the dry conditions that were typical for that area. The climate wasn't right, oh God, for the seed to germinate. But this year, this year, because of record breaking rainfall, because of atmospheric rivers in the sky, Millions of seeds that have been laying there for years are suddenly, suddenly beginning to bloom. The mountains and the hills are breaking forth into singing. And there are beyond billions of blooms breaking forth right now. Hey, if you was waiting for the good part, you better turn it up a notch because I'm giving it to you right now. Friend of mine, it is the season of the super bloom in the kingdom of God. Honey, if you've been waiting, I'm here to tell you that the wait is over. There is a climate that is changing and there are atmospheric rivers that are forming in your city right we have sowed and we have water and now God 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 is going to give the increase you know what that means that means we're going to have a sovereign heaven sent unstoppable God ordained revival it is the season of increase it's the season of the super we have sowed abundantly and pastor we are going to reap abundantly there has not been one seed wasted that you have sown it's just been waiting for the climate to be right you've looked you've checked on that seed and you're wondering what happened to this what happened to this initiative what happened to this effort what happened to this prayer but all the while that seed has been working its way into the soil and there it has stayed 
just waiting, waiting for the climate to be right. Well, the climate is changing, friend. It's the season of the super blue. Oh, but we're tired. And we're exhausted ah, because it's been a lot of work. Mm. Woo. My son is in Bible quizzing. And he memorized this year one of my favorite verses. Mm. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season, in due in due season you shall you shall you shall you shall reap if you faint not we're not going to leave the harvest just laying out there to rot because there are laborers in the house that are being refreshed that are being renewed and are ready to reap this due season harvest. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 It's the season of increase. Woo. Uh, can I get my next slide? Uh, I don't know if you can see that. But that's a satellite image from space of the super bloom it's so big and it's so grand that you can see it from outer space what are you saying Vinny? I'm telling you that the harvest that is coming to your city, you're not going to be able to hide it. You're not going to be able to cover it up. You're not going to, you won't be able to fit it in a building. You won't be able to fit it in a program. You won't be able to fit it in a process. You won't be able to fit it into your understanding. Why? Because he's the one that's doing it. It's the season of the super bloom. My Bible says, that this thing was not done in a corner and I will tell you today that the latter and the former rain together are going to be bigger and greater than anything you have ever imagined it's the season of the super bloom hallelujah 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 now we've been talking about harvest, but let's make it personal. Mm-hmm. Woo. Some of you have been sowing seeds in your own life. You've been praying prayers for a long time about situations and people in your life. Mm-hmm. And you've thought, man, that investment, has it gone to waste? 
that sacrifice was it for nothing it just seems like all that time and all that effort did not produce you know what the enemy wants you to be exhausted and quit watering but friend now's not the time to quit watering because the climate is changing and there is an atmospheric river that is moving into your city and I'm here to alert you you need to hear this preacher every Wednesday at noon I only live about a half an hour from here does anybody know what happens Wednesday at noon siren goes off right they're testing it out Ah. sometimes I feel like that's a lot like preaching we get up here and sound the alarm. And you're like, oh, it's just a test. We've heard it before. We've heard that siren before, preacher. We've heard that prophecy before. We've heard that declaration of faith before. Mm. Check what time it is. It ain't Wednesday at noon, honey. This is at the right time, in the right place, and in the right city. And God sent me here tonight to sound the alarm for the church and let you know the season is changing. This is not a test. This is for real. There is an atmospheric river in your city. And you're going to begin to see it manifest. Ah. Oh, Watch this. Ah. Rivers are everywhere. If you want to be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, guess what you got to do? You got to go to where the river is. Woo. So what you're going to do, what you're going to see, what you're going to witness is this. You're going to see atmospheric rivers beginning to pop up in people's lives in this room right here. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. And watch how it's going to happen. You hear this preacher, you write it down, and you take me at this word right here. You are going to see prodigals show up first. Woo! And when prodigals start showing up in somebody's family, but it's been dry where you are, don't stay where you are and say, well, I can't wait for it to happen to me. No, if prodigals are being restored over here, I'm going to run to where the river is. And I'm going to rejoice with the prodigal. And I'm going to shout with the family. And I'm going to dance with joy because there's a river flowing over here. And when the river moves over here and miracles begin to take place and notable miracles begin to happen, I'm not going to stay over there because the river moved. It changed course. Now I'm going to come over here and I'm going to be where the river is moving. Yes. I've learned. I've got to be where the river is if I'm going to experience the miracle working power of Jesus. Mm. Ah. 
It's the season of super bloom. Hear me. Some of you are going to start getting calls and text messages from prodigals in your family. Uh, let me tell you what's happening when that happens. They are testing. They are testing the water to see if it's safe to come home. They may text you something aggravating. They may call you and say something irritating. But do you know what they're looking for? They're looking to see if the river's in your life. When the prodigal reaches out, you make sure that everything the water touches is healed. You make sure that when they encounter you, they encounter the love and mercy, the abundantly pardoning grace of Jesus Christ in your life. Why? Because people can't stay away from the river when they feel love they want more when they feel mercy they want more when they feel parted they want more let your life be a place where that atmospheric river can dwell Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <coughs> just stand to your feet Uh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, well, we want that in our city. Evaporates, turns to vapor, and goes up into the atmosphere to be rained out again. That's why the enemy wants you to stop when you feel exhausted and depleted. Because if you stop watering, it stops raining. Shut down the when you say, hey, I see the spiritual climate changing, and I'm not going to be weary in well-doing, and I believe we're going to reap an increased harvest that is greater than anything we have ever seen before. Ah. I feel like I'm trying to convince you tonight. It's what it feels like. you need to faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God we read a passage tonight where God promises that every seed that goes forth is going to bring forth we will reap what we have sown and we will reap what we have watered and we are in that season right now Places where you have tried to reap 
before, but it seemed like nothing was growing. Now's the time to go and check the soil again. Come on, every voice raised to heaven. Come on, won't you just let your faith out into this atmosphere right now and begin to respond to what you've heard. Begin to respond to the word that has been released in this place tonight. Come on, if you believe it, I want you to just step out of your pew and begin to make your way to the front tonight. Step out of your seat and just begin to come forward ah, as a response of faith, saying, I believe. I believe it's the season of the super blue. I believe we're going to see people saved that we haven't seen for a long time. I believe we're going to see seeds begin to bring forth. Something that we have long since forgotten about. Well, some of you are going to see seeds in your family. Begin to bring forth fruit. Why? Because it's due season and the climate's changing. Yes! Oh, release the operation of the gift of faith. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, I, I'm going to tell you what I feel. I feel like there needs to be a unified response in this room. A demonstration of faith on behalf of the body of Christ. I, I'll tell you what, I, I felt this last week and I feel it again this week. I, I feel like I'm preaching to a group of people that have been through it. You've been through it. You've, you, you have dealt with interruption after interruption, with disappointments, with trials and storms. And some of you, your faith has been fractured. I'll I tell you what I know in the whole, and you want to believe. You want to believe what I've preached to you tonight. Ah! I want you to raise your hands right now. And I want you to begin to cry out to God and say, God, help thou mine unbelief. God, I want to believe. I want to be a believer. God, I want to believe in this prophetic word. God, I want to have expectation for this atmospheric river. God, I want to believe in the super bloom. God, I want to believe in this due season, season of increase in our city. But God, my belief's been damaged. My belief's been beat up. Help thou. Help thou. My unbelief. Help me to believe it, God. Help me to see it, God. Help me to have vision for it. Help me to have expectation for it. In the name.